0: God morning to you. God morning. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I want to dedicate today's podcast to Solon and John. And these are two guys that I've invited to listen to the podcast, so I hope they are We want to increase our number of male listeners. But anyway, I do want to point out that both of these gentlemen know the Lord. They may not go to church every Sunday, but when you speak to them, the goodness, it just shines right through. So welcome, you guys, to Pray With Me. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. You know, everything is not what it seems. There's a stronger force behind the scenes. He's in our lives every day. He's right there when we call. In him is where my strength lies. And we lift our eyes beyond the skies. Only He can save my life. Only He can hear my cry. I want to thank you, God, for giving me one more chance to raise my voice and to sing your praise. I sing it out loud. I sing it all day. This song is my prayer I give to only you and it can't compare to the gifts from you. You give us your love. You gave us your son. And so I say, amen. I know there are some who don't believe and sometimes it's very hard to see. We live this life every day and some things don't go your way. But to be without is not his will. There are cattle on a thousand hills and they're all yours to claim. Claim them in his holy name. We don't have to beg or crawl. He'll see you standing proud and tall. He'll give his everlasting love. Come to him as you are. I want to thank you, God, for giving me one more chance to raise my voice and to sing your praise. I sing it out loud. I sing it always. And so I say, Amen. Amen. The Lord is my light and my salvation, of whom Should I be afraid? Of whom should I be afraid? The Lord is my light and my help. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Before whom should I shrink? There is one thing I know and I ask of the Lord. And that is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I believe I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hope in God and take heart, trust in the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom should I be afraid? Of whom? Amen. And now, reading directly from the Bible, specifically the book of Ezra. I know we don't talk about it a lot, but when we read the book of Ezra, we're reading about a beleaguered people who faced opposition in doing what God had commissioned them to do. They sought to rebuild the holy temple that was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar's forces decades earlier. And they faced stiff opposition from the locals, deceitful offers of help and often attacks from the outside. Still, God's people successfully completed the temple restoration. How? by developing a spiritual quality we all need in the Christian life, endurance. God knows the Christian life is not easy and it never will become easy, no matter how long we live. In this world, we will face opposition, both from the world and from the enemy of our souls, the devil. Jesus told us, in the world, you will have tribulation. John, verse 16. John, chapter 16, verse 33. Surrounded by such opposition, if we're going to live in a way that pleases God, then we must develop endurance. The Bible is full of examples of people who endured opposition to their work and who receive their reward as a result. Hebrews 11, often called the Hall of Faith, lists some of those heroes. But what exactly is involved in developing endurance? We'll stay right there and we'll be right back. And I'm gonna tell you four things that play a big role. And we're back. There are four things involved in developing endurance. Number one, receiving encouragement from others. The writer of Hebrews encourages us to ponder the lives of those he lists in chapter 11, and he refers to them as a cloud of witnesses. We cannot see this great cloud of witnesses, but we can read about them in God's word and glean from their inspiring stories of endurance. Number two, getting rid of hindrances. Hebrews tells us let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. This means we need to identify those things that could slow us down including any sin that God brings to our attention. Another thing that plays a big role in developing endurance is simply running the race. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 ends by telling us, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. When the going gets rough, we don't run away. We can't be quitters. Rather, we continue on a confident trust and the longer we persevere, the stronger our faith in him Becomes. And four, fixing our eyes on Christ. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, advises us to keep looking into Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Nothing helps us endure like seeing the final prize before us. And that prize is Christ himself. Let me repeat. Nothing helps us endure like seeing the final prize before us. And that prize is Christ himself. If you want the prize, listeners, then you must endure. And Jesus promises to help you. Amen. Love it. Love it. And now from trusting God day by day, it says a confident person does not fear being unloved because they know first and foremost that God loves them unconditionally to be whole and complete. You and I need to know that we are loved. Everyone desires the needs and love and acceptance from God and others, everyone. Although not everyone will accept and love us, some will. So I encourage you to concentrate on those who do love you and forget about those who don't. God certainly does love us and he can provide others who do as well. So if we'll look to him and stop making bad choices about whom we bring into our circle of inclusion, I believe that we need to have what we call divine connections. So we have to look to him and stop making bad choices about whom we bring in our circle of inclusion. We need to have divine connections. In other words, pray about your circle of friends. Don't just decide what social group you want to be a part of and then try to get into it. Instead, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in choosing who you want to be close to. The first place to start if you need to be loved is with God. He is a father who wants to shower love and blessings upon his children. If your natural father did not love you properly, then you can get from God what you missed in your childhood. Love is a healing balm that the world needs and God offers it Freely and continuously. His love is unconditional. He does not love us if he simply loves us for all time. He doesn't just love us because we deserve it. He loves us because he is kind and he wants to. So trust in him, listeners. God chose you and loves you. And you just thank him for his love and ask him to help you trust his word and the people in your life who love and accept you for the gift that you are. Amen. And listeners, please know you are a gift. Stay right there. We'll be right back. We've got more. We're going to talk about a big, happy life. Be right back. Starting to see a theme again, but God is in control and he's going to hammer this message on us. I love it. It will change us. It is changing us right now. Acts chapter 20 verse 35 says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Since being good to people has been one of our personal goals, our joy tank will never run dry for very long. And we're going to discover That when we do get sad or discouraged, we can begin to think on purpose about what we can do for someone else. And before long, listeners, we're going to be joyful again. Now, you may have heard many times that the Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. And you may know that verse, but do you really believe it if you do then you're probably doing your best to be a blessing everywhere you go I must admit that you have to spend time not trying to be blessed but rather spend time being a blessing And you're going to learn that not not only will you know what happiness is, you won't know what it is until you forget about yourself and start focusing on others and become a generous giver. In order to be generous, listeners, we have to do more than simply plunk some change in a bucket during the holidays or give to a church once a week. Actually learning to give should be simple practice for the way that we should live our lives every day. We don't want to just merely give offerings. You want to be a giver be labeled a giver, and live like a giver. You want to offer yourself every day to be used for whatever God chooses. For this change to take place in your life, you have to change your thinking. You have to think and say a thousand times, I love people and I enjoy helping them. I love people, and I enjoy helping them. I love people, and I enjoy helping them. This thought will be life-changing for you if you put it to work in your life. And listeners, as you become a generous giver, you will be amazed at how happy you will be and how much you will enjoy life. If you wanna be like God, you need to always go the extra mile. You need to always do more than you have to. You need to always give more than enough and you need to always be generous. God has called you to be a generous giver And as you trust him, he will supply all of your needs. And this includes your finances, and it doesn't end there, your talents and the resources. Think of what God can and will give you. Just go the extra mile. Do more than you have to. Give more than enough. And always, always be generous. Amen. Now, still talking about trusting God day by day, just a wonderful source of God's power. It says, We cannot love ourselves until we realize how much God loves us. And if we don't love ourselves, we cannot love other people. We cannot maintain good, healthy relationships without this foundation in our lives. Are you listening? Can you hear me, listeners? When you enter into a committed relationship with God through Jesus Christ, you're gonna begin to learn about God's love, and it will take a long time to fully accept it. But when you feel unlovable, it's really hard to get through your head down to your heart that God loves you perfectly, even though you are not perfect and never will be as long as you're on the earth. There's only one thing that you can do with a free gift, and that is receive it and be grateful. So take a step of faith right now and say out loud, God loves me unconditionally and I receive His love. You may have to say it a hundred times a day, God loves me unconditionally and I receive His love and it will finally sink in and when it does it will be the happiest day of your life. To know that you are loved by someone who you can trust is the best and most comforting feeling in the world. Wow. Think about being loved by someone you can fully trust. Wow. The most comforting feeling in the world. And God will not only love you that way, but he will also provide other people who will truly love you that way. When he does provide, be sure to remain thankful for those people. Having people who genuinely love you is one of the most precious gifts in the world. Mm -hmm. You won't be able to receive God's love until you trust him. So take a step of faith right now, listeners. Remember to say, God loves me unconditionally and I receive his love. Say it as many times as you need until you believe it. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Sit up, listeners. Perk up your ears. And let's listen to God. This is from He whispers in your ear. And God says, I don't want you to just survive life but to thrive in it. You are made for my love and will be filled continually with it when you ask for it. Love does more than you think. If you'll respond to each and every situation with love, it will change everything. I know it's difficult when you're facing challenges that tempt you to react in fear and anger, but if you deal with them in love, you will find that the outcome is always in my hands. I haven't just asked you to love, I've commanded it. Seldom will you feel like responding to pain, sorrow, or betrayal with love, but you must. You will have to make the choice to love just as I made the choice to give my life on your behalf so there is no greater display for my love and that love must be shared with all those who will receive it. I want you to be a vessel of my love so it's vital that you receive my love each and every day. Come to me in prayer so that you will hear my voice and know for certain that I love you. I want to fill you so that you might overflow with love into the lives of others. Amen. Second John verse 1, love means doing what God has commanded us and he has commanded us to love one another just as you heard from the beginning amen and god continues he says i know it's difficult when you pray and nothing seems to be happening when what you desire is unattainable I do the impossible, so all you must do is simply wait in faith. Nothing can prevent my promises from being performed. I am all-powerful. Though my promises may be delayed, they are never denied. No matter how long it takes, no matter how things might seem, be assured that I am faithful to fulfill every one of my promises to you. I have never and will never forget you, leaving you in the midst of peril. Every moment that your prayer is not answered is an opportunity for you to draw closer to me and to learn to trust me in greater ways than you have before. The work of my spirit within you will create a strong, courageous soul that endures until the end. Simply pray for patience and strength as I wait upon my hand to move in your life. I am ready to help in times of trouble. Call me and I will answer you. Lean on me. And I will give you all the strength and patience you need to obtain the blessings you seek. Wait for the Lord, be strong, take heart, and wait for the Lord. Psalm twenty seven, verse fourteen. Amen. Simply wait. Bye for now.